Welcome to the HR Buzz, the HR podcast for you. This podcast is for anyone who takes an interest in human development, culture, work life, and wants a nuanced impression of current subjects and challenges within the HR space. Christmas is coming early this year. Are you ready for the whistleblower directive and what you need to do before December 17th? In this episode of the HR Buzz, Talentech's legal director, Marlene Gustafsson, will walk you through what the directive means for you and your business. So Marlene, welcome back. Uh, we had you. We had the pleasure of having you on our last podcast about GDPR. And now you're back to talk about the whistleblower directive. Yeah, thank you for having me back. It's always a pleasure. Can you, uh, just in case there are some listeners out there that don't know you already, can you just say a few words about yourself? Sure. As you introduced me, I'm the legal director of uh, Talentex. So I'm a lawyer and I'm head of our legal and compliance department. And that is not as dry as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so I work a lot with our customers and internally to help uh, help out with the GDPR and also with EU directives, of course, as we will discuss today. Awesome. Thanks, Malin. And uh, together with Malin, we also have my lovely co-host, Sophie Jäger. Sophie? Do you want to kick this off? Of course. Thank you, Marling, for, for coming back to us. We loved the last episode about GDPR. We should probably start with like the basic. I think the most important question must be like, what is whistleblowing? That's a good place to start. <laughs> I agree. Well, whistleblowing is the right to report any types of misconduct or wrongdoing in a workplace to someone who has the possibility to rectify it, meaning someone in, who's in a position to make it better. So typically it could be an employee reporting something to a manager or, or anyone else who can uh, change it. And what's most important, whether whistleblowing in and the difference between whistleblowing and normal reporting things to your manager is that the whistleblowing is anonymous. So I, I have the right to be uh, anonymous as a whistleblower in order to ensure confidentiality and to ensure that I, I uh, have the courage to report. So that's what whistleblowing is. Ah, thank you for making that clear. So why is it so important to, to protect whistleblowers? Well, as I said, in order to be able to report any type of misconduct, you have to ensure that the whistleblower can be anonymous. And the protection is really crucial in making the working environment safe for us all to ensure that we can all be the best version of ourselves and, and have the courage to act upon misconducts or wrongdoing or, or whenever whenever everything something is wrong in the workplace. So that's why it's so important to ensure that people have the courage to come forward and report things, even though they might not have the courage or be able to report it directly to their manager, they should always have a whistleblowing channel to report it otherwise, so that you can ensure that the working environment is safe for all. And we can all agree that it's really important, safe and work environment. But who can be a whistleblower? Uh, am I allowed to be one? Sure. Uh, anyone who's related to the workplace can be a whistleblower. So it could be an employee or uh, someone in management or board of directors, shareholders, or even external consult consultants. Anyone who's related to the workplace and takes part in or sees or in other way feels that there is some misconduct in the workplace can be a whistleblower. Okay. So you can't see this because it's a podcast, but we're all nodding along, right, Malin? Because it just makes so much sense what you're telling us. But whistleblowing does seem to be a fundamental part of employee employment safety. 
And I understand there's a new whistleblowing directive on the way as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. As you said, the EU has adopted and implemented an EU directive on the protection of whistleblowers in all EU countries. And uh, also in uh, Norway, they are assessing it. They are not part of the EU, of course, but they have national legislation on whistleblowing. So they are also assessing and implementing the EU directive. And this directive states that all countries must ensure that organizations and companies in public and private sector have an internal whistleblowing channel for receiving such reports, as I said, anything related to misconduct or wrongdoings in the workplace. And also every country has to implement an external channel for whistleblowing as well. And the purpose is, of course, again, to ensure that every organization has a safe environment and a safe channel for reporting anything that is wrong in the workplace. All right. Thanks for making that clear, Malin. Um, who is affected by this new directive? As I said, any public sector organization or company and also any private sector company with more than 50 employees. So. Okay. Basically, everyone except the most smaller uh, companies, but they are, of course, also free to implement a whistleblowing channel, but they are not directly affected by the directive. Ah, okay. So let's say that based on this, what you're telling us now, my organization is affected by the directive. Well, I guess that means we have to to implement some things in in order to to comply with the directive. Like, uh, what do we have to do? You have to implement an internal whistleblowing channel where you can receive any type of report from any type of, as I said, employee or anyone related to the workplace. So this has to be a channel that everyone knows about and that is accessible to everyone. You always ha- you also have to appoint an independent person or department to receive these reports. It could be someone internally, such as HR or legal or compliance, or someone externally, a consultant, uh, etc. And you also have to make sure that whenever you receive a report, that you confirm that you have received it within seven days, and that you give some feedback on the report within three months from the confirmation. So you have to always follow up on every report. Of course, not every report will lead to any types of actions, but whether or not it it does, you have to confirm and give some feedback to the person reporting it. Okay, so if I understand you correctly, we need to implement an internal whistleblowing channel, right? That's that's right. Who's uh, responsible for setting that up? This is, of course, an internal assessment. Uh, what we've done in Talentech is that it's HR who's responsible, but it's also the legal department that is also the recipient of the whistleblowing uh, uh, reports. But this is, of course, an internal assessment. It's really up to the management to ensure that it's implemented, but it's usually uh, good for the company if HR take, takes lead on this. Okay, so now we know what to do and we know who can do it. Uh, but when do we need to do it by? Well, for companies with more than 249 employees, you have to implement the internal whistleblowing channel by December 17th. Oh, that's soon. So do you have any advice on how to solve this Is in, in an easy way before the deadline? Well, to implement such a channel, you could use either build up an internal system or procedure for it, or you could use a system for it. Uh, and you also have to ensure that you inform the employees about on the channel and how to use it. Uh, 
What we've done in Talentech is that we have implemented our own tool weekly, which has a, a whistleblowing function called Speak Up. And uh, what we actually did was that we had a test case. So we set it up. We asked an employee to report, uh, of course, a fake, <laughs> which luckily enough for us, a fake uh, harassment thing. But we handled it as if it was a real case. So we just made sure that we had the procedures and the routines for it for in order for us to be ready for it when on December 17th, which is pretty soon as you said it's very soon so that's also my recommendation that set up a channel and then test it out to make sure that you have the routines for it when it's a real situation thank you Marlin, for the insights in the eu directive thank you for having me and thank you to all of our listeners now we know what to do so it's just up to you to do it to ensure that we all have safe places to work where we can develop and thrive You've been listening to the HR Buzz, your HR podcast.